0: Up next, Rob Smith is Problematic, part of the Gingrich 360 network.
1: The mainstream media rigged the election for Joe Biden. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. Now, there are a lot of conservative media people and a lot of influencers and a lot of people that like to spend a whole lot of time talking about the mainstream media. They talk about how the mainstream media pushes agendas. They talk about how the mainstream media is used to make Americans think in a certain way. And I try not to use an inordinate amount of my time talking to that. But in this case, in the case of how the mainstream media basically rigged the election for Joe Biden by hiding. And downplaying and dismissing this Hunter Biden laptop story that gets bigger and bigger, basically every single week. There's already there's already so many more developments than were before. This is an egregious example of how our media is used to to promote an agenda. How our media was used to basically protect one presidential candidate because they just did not like the other one. So let's break down when this entire Hunter Biden thing started. And and I want to break down exactly how the media downplayed and, and sort of suppressed this story. And not only did they downplay it, not only did they suppress it, they wanted to make it seem as if this was far right-wing stuff that was just being completely made up by people. So I thought that it would be a really good idea to do a deep dive into this because this is important. This, I believe, had a very big impact on the way this, this presidential election ended up going. So let's talk about it. On October 14th, the New York Post ran this first story about Joe Biden, China, Hunter Biden, the whole thing. So, the whole concept, the hypothesis of this whole thing is was Hunter Biden playing on and cashing out on Joe Biden's influence while Joe Biden was the vice president? You know, uh, under that quote unquote scandal free Obama administration, they like to say that they, oh, we had no scandals. There were no scandals in the Obama administration. Um, and so, this is what they like, they like to say. The the title of the story is Smoking Gun Email Reveals How Hunter Biden Introduced Ukrainian Businessmen to VP Dad. And the story itself, it inspired a lot of questions, a lot of conversation. And what happened was the media pushback to the idea that the New York Post got this story, ran with it, used reliable sources, used all of these different things to, to to put this story out there, the media blowback from this was huge. And, and we really have to talk about that because if we're going to talk about how the mainstream media rigged this election of Joe, for Joe Biden, and, and they did it in a lot of different ways, that we have to start here because this is the most egregious example. And the pushback Not only from other media outlets, quote unquote, these mainstream media outlets, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the NPRs of the world. The pushback from them was absolutely insane. And the pushback from big tech was insane. New York Post, their Twitter account, was locked out of Twitter. I believe it was was about a week and a half, maybe even two weeks, that they were locked out of Twitter just for sharing this story. And when they put Jack's feet to the fire... About this, He said, oh, well, you know, this story because, you know, it, it, it uh, included facts from hacked materials and it included personal email addresses and all that other stuff. This did not include stories from hacked materials because Hunter Biden's laptop was not hacked. If you know anything about the story, this laptop was procured because Hunter Biden literally left it at some computer shop for years. And the owner, you know, when you when you send some stuff to repair, it's just like dry cleaners. You know, if you leave it there long enough, it becomes the property of the business that has it in their possession. So this was legally the possession of the person that that ran this computer repair shop. So this person starts looking into this laptop and he's like, Oh, I ain't fucking with this. (laughs) Oh, this is way above my pay grade. I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. Get it out, get it out of my hands. So this person, you know, calls the authorities somehow the stuff and, and the stuff that was on it got out to, to certain people. And it got out to the New York Post. That's obviously what they use to to write this story. Mind you, nobody has ever said that that this is false now. Because now we realize, and now we know, and I was going to get back to this later, but we may as well say it now. We now know that the campaign put out a statement that's basically saying that Hunter Biden, who is the son of the the alleged president-elect, says federal prosecutors are probing his taxes. In this brings up a whole bunch of new questions right and and this is something that we're really going to be talking about for for the next months leading ahead possibly years because if this stuff pans out this is an enormous scandal but back to the media one tactic that the media used when it came to this Hunter Biden story when it came to the Joe Biden Hunter Biden laptop all of this stuff and which is by the way There are, you know, there's a link that I won't share with you. This is a link that somebody else gave to me. There are some corners of the internet where you can find this stuff. You can find the the photos that are on this laptop. I mean, literally, I've seen this stuff with my own two eyes. These are like crack rocks, uh, you know, Biden smoking crack doing all kinds of stuff with all kinds of CD looking people. Like the stuff is like, it's, it's gross. It's like filthy. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's just gross. You know, it, it's just gross. It's not, I don't even, I kind of wish I had never seen some of the stuff, but anyway. So what the media does when they're trying to protect, you know, the people that they want to empower. And when I say the media here, I'm literally talking about mainstream. I'm talking about NBC news, ABC news, CNN, MSNBC, like all of them. So what they do is they try to muddy the waters a little bit, right? So in October, NBC News had quote unquote reporters producing articles that are that are basically titled things like "How a Fake Persona Laid the Groundwork for a Hunter Biden Conspiracy Deluge" and inside the campaign to pizzagate Hunter Biden. So they put this stuff out there to muddy the waters because one tactic of fake news in the media right now is it's almost like they want so many things out there that you don't know what's real and what's fake. That's a tactic, okay? And so this CNN article that came out maybe a couple of weeks after the New York Post article, it's called The Anatomy of the New York Post's Dubious Hunter Biden Story. And I want to read you this paragraph. And I would love to see if you kind of get what they're doing here. And I'm going to read this to you. Yet the story behind the story is a familiar one. The Post said it was tipped off to the story by former Trump administration staffer and former head of Breitbart, Steve Bannon. A hard drive containing the emails was supplied by former New York mayor and Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani, according to The Post. A former producer for Sean Hannity's Fox News show co-wrote some of the stories for The Post. Giuliani then went on Fox News to discuss the story, and President Donald Trump has been tweeting and discussing it for days so this comes from the CNN article and and I want you to understand I want to I, I really want you to understand what is going on here there is no reason really for them to describe Steve Bannon as former head of Breitbart but when you say Breitbart, that's, you know, that's that's the dog whistle, right, for the far left. So if you say Breitbart, oh, that's a far right wing news outlet. They're racist and white supremacists and white nationalists and all of these other different things. So you better not listen to anything that, that you see that comes from there. You better not read anything that's reported on there because it's probably fake. That's one thing that they're doing. The next, Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani, again, trying to tie this stuff To this is, you know, some sort of smear campaign um, that's coming from the Trump administration, it's coming from these people. Mind you, even if it was, even if this stuff came from Rudy Giuliani, even if this stuff came from Steve Bannon, all of that stuff, which obviously it did. So those are the facts. We operate in facts here. It doesn't make them untrue. And then again, a former producer for Sean Hannity's Fox News show co-wrote some of the stories for the post. So what they're doing right here is they're discrediting the reporting in the story by basically throwing out these red meat people that you know leftists and in the liberal media has kind of trained people to think are, are somehow illegitimate. So there's this idea that somehow reporting that comes from Fox News is illegitimate or any information that comes from any of these people. Oh my gosh, Sean Hannity. Oh, well, you can't listen to anything from Sean Hannity. And then the capper, President Donald Trump has been tweeting and discussing it for days. What that is supposed to mean, I, I have no idea. Of course, the president is going to tweet and discuss a major story that invites some major concerns about his competition for president of the United States, for leader of the free world. And so this is one of the main ways that the media, this is one of their tactics that they use to kind of discredit this story. And what this leads into right now, and this is a supercut that I want you to listen to, this is basically Biden denying this over and over and over again to reporters that dared ask about it. OK, because the, the mainstream media, when it came to when, when it came to Joe Biden, it was just like, oh, no, this is our guy. You know, we got to you know, this is kid gloves. Um, And they let Joe Biden get away with so many so many things. They didn't even really ask him about the Hunter Biden stuff. And when they did, when people had the guts enough to actually ask him about this stuff, this is the kind of stuff that he said.
0: Every single solitary, serious investigator, including your network and others have looked at this, have said there's absolutely zero basis to the accusation that I acted any way inappropriately or that my son did. Every major national, international, and local news operations looked into it has said it's a lie. This is a president's flat line. So there's not been a scintilla of evidence pointing out that anything is wrong. There's not a single solitary scintilla of evidence anywhere. There's not been one scintilla of evidence that my son ever interfered. Did I ever ask me anything? that I ever got involved in anything? I mean, come on. This is... so. These so, <laughs> so guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit, to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that.
1: So what we know now... Now that you've listened to to Biden denying over and over and over again, the the story that we all know is was true. And what we know now is, like I said before, that the campaign released a statement that said Hunter Biden, president elect's son, says federal prosecutors are, are probing his his taxes. And what's very interesting about this is now how the mainstream media is covering these things, because we're obviously post-election. Obviously, Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States. The the administration has pretty much exhausted all of their options. And and I'll do a deeper dive into why we all need to accept that and, and, and what are the next steps I think the conservatives and Republicans need to figure out as a movement. But this was a very interesting way. And I came across this while I was researching this stuff. And it is covered in the media in a way now, in a way that is very sort of, you know, they're they're really tiptoeing around this stuff. And even yet and still to this day, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden rarely take questions from, from press, very rarely. I believe that Kamala Harris has done two interviews since she has become the vice presidential nominee even. And so you will have one person, God bless him, is a Fox News reporter, names escapes me right now. But he will ask Joe Biden, he will ask him, what do you think about this Hunter Biden story? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? All Joe Biden has to say is, I love my son. And then that's it. That's over. And now that you know how the media basically rigged the election for Joe Biden, this is how. It is the lack of questioning about even this. The mainstream media let Joe Biden get away with never saying on the record whether he was for or against packing the Supreme Court. Mind you, this person is about to get inaugurated next month, and he's never answered that question. It was only the conservative media that hopped onto the comments that he made, and you've heard me talk about this in this podcast before, about you know, the, the transitioning four-year-olds, you know, which is something that, that Biden is, is all about using the full force of the government to allow it to happen. And how the mainstream media rigged the election for Joe Biden is by not questioning him. Is just by letting him skate by because they hated Donald Trump so much. People in conservative media, commentators, everybody, we talk so much about how the mainstream media is overwhelmingly liberal. The people that work in these hallways, and I have worked in these hallways. I have written for CNN. I have produced and reported for NBC News. I have worked for Yahoo News. I did this for a very long time before any of you knew who the hell I was. And the prevalence of liberalism of people that are on the left that are that are doing these these jobs alleged you know allegedly speaking truth to power alleged allegedly keeping democracy from dying in darkness as the washington post says and it cannot be understated how liberal these people are and we have a major 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 issue going forward as we go about our presidential elections and this is even beyond what big tech is doing to to help support liberals and leftism and Democrats. And this is even beyond having to deal with mail-in voting, because that's something that, that Republicans are going to have to deal with, because if we have mail-in voting to the level that we had it during this election, there will never be another Republican president for the rest of history. But the question, as we move forward, when we're talking about our mainstream media, is, are we going to allow them to basically pick our presidents? They picked Joe Biden. There are studies, they actually did research about this. You wouldn't believe how many people had no idea this Hunter Biden story even existed because it was suppressed by the mainstream media, because it was suppressed by big tech, because it was not asked about by these alleged journalists who think so highly of themselves. They saw their role as to save democracy from the scourge of another four years of, of President Trump. There are some real fundamental questions that need to be asked about the power that our mainstream media has. How often and, and how long are we gonna let them get away with this? And to what extent will we continue to let big tech and leftists and Democrats in power use these mainstream media outlets to push their agenda and the candidates that they want to be elected. Coming up, Black Lives Matter chapters are turning on the overall organization, making true what I've been telling you guys for months, that BLM Inc. It's not about Black people. It is about an organization using Black people to make those at the top richer. I will break all of that down right after the break. It is Black Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter, Inc., I don't know if you've seen this, but there are 10 chapter leaders of Black Lives Matter chapters all across the country that are revolting against the main organization, which is the Black Lives Matter Inc is what we call it. But the main organization is the Black Lives Matter Global Network. And I'm going to read you a statement that some of these people came out with because this happened a couple of weeks ago. This did not get enough attention. And I really wanted to break that down on on this week's podcast. So this is from their statement. BLMGN created new organizations, BLM Grassroots, and the Black Lives Matter Political Action Committee without consultation from the vast majority of chapters. Sound familiar? Chapter organizers have been consistently prevented from establishing financial transparency, collective decision-making, and collaboration on political analysis and vision with BLMGN, Black Lives Matter Global Network. While millions of dollars have been donated to the Black Lives Matter Global Network. Most chapters have received little to no support financially since the launch in 2013. It was only in the last few months that selected chapters appear to have been invited to apply for a $500,000 grant created with resources generated because of the organizing labor of chapters. So let me break down all of this PR gobbledygook for you. What happens is, and this is what I have been telling you guys since the beginning of all of this stuff, BLM Inc. is a sham. BLM Inc. and the Black Lives Matter Global Network is not about Black people. This is not about Black lives. This is not about police brutality. This is about a large organization using Black Americans to promote their agenda and basically to help get Democrats elected. What you are seeing right now is a lot of these people that are doing this organizing work on the ground. And, and like I've said before, a lot of the stuff that, that people that are affiliated with this stuff is doing, when they're doing stuff in terms of trying to make their streets safer, when they're doing stuff in terms of trying to build communities, like, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. Okay? But what they are seeing is that their goals in empowering Black people in the way that that they see fit. Don't align with the goals of a large political organization that these people are doing. You ever see uh, Indecent Proposal with Demi Moore where she's just like rolling around in the money? Like these people are filthy rich at this point. Black Lives Matter Global Network received a billion dollars from Bank of America. They got licensing fees from the NBA to have Black Lives Matter on the court. This is a business. This is a corporation. And this business and this corporation, to put it in perspective, the Black Lives Matter global network has about as much interest in black lives as Amazon has in the people that have to ship and package their goods. So I, for one, am not surprised at all, in the very least, about this. And I have been saying this for months and months on end. Ever since this first started, the the question is, when you know we all watch tv we all consume mainstream media pop culture all of that stuff when something is is being pushed to you when something is being sold to you when something is being promoted to you in such a way to where it is so obvious that there are other agendas happening here i always take a step back and i always want to question why is this being so heavily promoted to me and that was the the moment when I took a step back and I really wanted to see what was going on with Black Lives Matter. And I've dealt with this in previous episodes. And, and if you're a new listener, I, I really encourage you to download some of these earlier episodes because I, I really focused a lot on, on BLM Inc. in those, those earlier episodes. And when it first started, I just wanted to take a step back. And when you know how politics works, When you know how these organizations work, there are so many nonprofit quote-unquote, scams that are being run right now. And when I saw this happening, and I saw Black Lives Matter on the NBA court, and I saw LeBron James talking about it, and I saw the idiot celebrities talking about it, and I saw them using their usual suspects to promote something and to push something, obviously, during an election year, I said, let me take a step back and see what's really going on here. And that was something that, that, you know, and you guys all know, this is something that cost me a 15-year friendship because I didn't think the right ways in terms of Black Lives Matter. And even in my, my social media, so I have a Facebook page. But my entire social media, it's all Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's at Rob Smith Online. So there's a public-facing page, but I also kind of have my little friends page that I had for a while. I can't quite figure out how to, how to meld those two together. But I see people that I knew. But before, you know, I came out for Trump, before the podcast, before all of this stuff that started happening and you just start seeing certain things like there was um, a a black woman that that I'm friends with. She was she was a close friend at some point. And for some reason, when all of this stuff was happening, she felt the need to to take a photograph with with her and and her son and her 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 partner and say, these are the black men in my life and I'm protecting them and I'm doing all that stuff. And I was just like, for what reason? Would she have to take a photo and and put this on Facebook and say that? And then I thought, oh, well, you know, this is what they're being told to think right now. They are being told that Black people and Black men are under attack. They are being told this stuff. Why are they being told this stuff? They are being told and they are being, you know, like literally played like puppets by people at the top because the goal for 2020 was to use Black people and to use this movement to elect Joe Biden. And they did it. Would it come and say, yeah, we did it, Joe? We did it. <laughs> Gosh, she's so fake. Uh, guy, Kamala Harris, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, she's the, the most fake person. in a, Like, it, She's one of the fakest people in the history of politics. And, and guys, that's saying a lot. But anyway, so this BLM wing was uh, weaponized and used to elect Joe Biden. And what is the thanks they get? well, It has officially been 26 days since Black Lives Matter has requested a meeting from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They said that they have been strangely silent about their media requests. That is shocking to me. It is shocking to me that the people who used you To make Black Americans feel like they were under attack, to make us feel like we're afraid, to make us feel like we're victims of racism, make us feel all this other stuff, particularly just to get Joe Biden and Kamala Harris into the White House, color me shocked that they don't want to have anything to do with you now. And by the way, never will. On the night that Joe Biden, you know, on election night when Joe Biden became, quote unquote, president-elect and all that stuff, Black Lives Matter. Put on their their Twitter a, a photo of a of the fist. You know the logo was the, the fist. It said we won, we did it, they did it. They elected Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and you know what they're gonna get for that? Not a damn thing. Apparently, not even a meeting. So it said I'm in in mind you, and I'm saying you know what I was wrong earlier. It has not been twenty six days. It has been. 35 or 36 days so even longer than i thought do you think do you honestly think and, and we're problematic here so we are we are critical thinkers do you honestly think that joe biden and kamala harris now that they have gotten what they wanted because these people are obsessed with power do you honestly think that now that they have gotten what they wanted they want to have anything to do with black lives matter or BLM Inc or the Black Lives Matter Global Network or whatever the hell they're calling it. No, they don't because they don't need them anymore. Black people, they don't need you anymore. They have used you once again to get into power and now you are seeing exactly what happens. And this is why I say, look, the BLM Inc thing and the Black Lives Matter Global Network and all of this stuff, this is why I always say, that these next four years under this Biden administration can be an opportunity if you look at it in a certain way. We have the opportunity to throw out so many red pills and say, you got this. Okay. You got what you wanted. Did they, do, do I think they stole it? Absolutely. I'll, I'll go to my, I'll, I will think that they stole this election till the end of my days. But we will be able to go to these people and say, you got what you wanted. You put these people into elected office. How has your life changed? Is there less racism now that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to be in the White House? Are you making any more money now that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in the White House? Is your life going to change at all? And I'm sad to say that for the vast majority of people. And especially the types, the, the BLM types, especially the people that are that are gonna be voting for a candidate for president based on based on statistics that aren't real, based on an idea that is not real, an idea that is not statistically proven that has been put in these people's minds. So if you're voting for president based on that, what you need to do to make your life better, who the hell knows? You don't know. Not if you're voting for president based on that, not based on Black Lives Matter bullshit. So I say that. There's a major opportunity here for us to say, you voted these people in office. They have done absolutely nothing. Stop doing this. Stop letting these people use you. Stop letting the millionaires at the top of Black Lives Matter use you. And stop letting them play with your emotions and twist the way in which you see the world. Because I will tell you, The people that look at the world through the lens with which Black Lives Matter and organizations like it want them to look at the world will never be successful. They will never win because that victim mentality that they push out reverberates in so many other ways in these people's individual lives. Coming up, noted working class hero Bill Gates, you know, the same Bill Gates that's worth about $120 billion, says that Americans may just have to get used to being locked down well into 2022. We will take that on right after the break. Noted working class hero Bill Gates, yes, the same Bill Gates that's worth about $120 billion, says that lockdowns should just go ahead and extend right on into 2022. He says that bars and restaurants should be shut down for the next six months. Listen to what he had to say to CNN's Jake Tapper. When do
0: you think life will fully return to what we thought of as normal back in January? No masks, no social distancing, uh, no other protective measures necessary.
1: Certainly by the summer, we'll be way closer to normal than we are now. But even through early 2022, unless we help other countries, Get rid of this disease and we get high vaccination rates in our country, the risk of reintroduction will be there. There's so much going on here. And, and, and let's just let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the fact that Bill Gates is worth $120 billion. And by the way, I do not begrudge Bill Gates one dime of, of that money. He made that money. I love capitalism. He contributed something to the world. Yes. Okay. I do not begrudge him that money at all. The only reason why I have such a problem with this is that people like Bill Gates that are worth so much money have no idea what it is like for the tens of thousands of small business owners that have seen everything that they have worked for for the past 20, 10, 20, 30 years, some, some of them even more than that, go up into flames from these tyrants that are running our government right now, these, these tyrants that are locking down these states over and over and over again he has no concept of what they're going through he has no concept of the fact that when these small businesses particularly these bars and restaurants are shut down not only are the owners not making any money not only are the people that have worked and put their blood sweat and tears into these bars into these restaurants not only are they losing everything the people that are working for these bars and restaurants are losing everything too. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you what this is really all about. Okay, this is about a couple of things. First of all, I said on Twitter, these people do not wanna return to any kind of normal. They want lockdowns, fear, and the destruction of small business to be the new normal. This is the normal that they want. These people are using a virus that has a 99.9% recovery rate to control you, to make the population afraid, to make people live in fear, and what I truly think is to usher in an era of socialism. And when I say that they are ushering in an era of socialism, this this is not me using socialism as a boogeyman. Let's talk about some of the things that are really being talked about by the far left right now, and, and this is the same far left that are advocating for these lockdowns. They are talking about universal basic income. okay? Andrew Yang, they, he's talking about it, has been talking about it. AOC, the Green New Deal, you know, you, know, a, a certain basic income for people who are unable or unwilling to work. These people are talking about that. They're talking about free college, free healthcare, free this, free that. And by the way, and what a lot of people don't realize right now is that in New York State, which is, by the way, in a deficit to the tune of tens of billions of dollars. And and they're going to be going and and begging Biden for for a uh, bailout, which is why they all wanted Biden in charge so much in the first place. If you are on full level unemployment in New York State right now, you're getting about $4,000 a month. And I know this for a fact because I know people that are doing this, okay? So if you're in New York State, you are getting $4,000 a month. You are getting basically $50,000 a year to not do anything. And I speak of New York all the time. Thank God I escaped that place. I'm still paying taxes there. I'm still paying taxes there because I still have a place in New York. I don't know how long, how long I want to be paying taxes for. Therefore, but I am right now. New York is a socialist state. California is a socialist state. These are socialist states. These policies that the far left talks about on Twitter and everybody rages about, these policies, these things are happening in New York state right now. These things are happening in California right now. So these lockdowns, this fear of this virus, this destruction of small business, This is their way to usher in a new wave of socialism. This is their way to usher in the world that they really want to live in. But it's not the world that they want to live in, because we all know they are not going to live in that world. It's just going to be you and I that are going to be forced to to live in this world, because the Gilded Elites, as we've all seen, the Gilded Elites, their lives will not change. Nancy Pelosi... Who, by the way, I, I just assume that Nancy Pelosi, like evil, will just live forever. So I just assume that Nancy Pelosi will just live forever. So Nancy Pelosi will get her hair done. And Gavin Newsom will continue to, to have expensive dinners with $15,000 bar tabs. AOC will still continue to do Vanity Fair covers and, in I don't know, $5,000 outfits, which, of course, every idiot knows that she doesn't own it. But that's a, a factor of elitism. You know, she's got stylists and then they go in there and they say, well, what rack of designer clothes do you want to be photographed in today, AOC? And they are not going to live in the same world, this brave new world that they seem so willing to try to inflict on us via the full force of the weight of, of the federal government. So how I finish that tweet is fight these people. You have to fight these people and their ideas, and their ideology with everything that we have in us. We have to fight the fear of a virus that has a 99.9% recovery rate because they will use that fear to control you. I have seen this with people that I love in my own personal life. I have seen people completely disrupt Their entire lives and completely miss out on an entire year of their lives because they are that afraid of coronavirus. And if these people are that afraid of this virus, they will be controlled. And not only will they use the coronavirus to control people, they will use a complete lack of options to control people. They want these small businesses to be shut down and not to come back what you don't see a lot of in 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 the, the mainstream media even on twitter is when you go into new york city one out of every I, I mean honestly i was in new york city about 6 weeks ago and i it was like one out of two restaurants was shut down for lease they had these really sad really heartbreaking notes on the the front doors that said that we could not keep our business open we can't we can't shut down and open up and shut down and open up and you look at people in california that have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into making their restaurants deemed "quote unquote safe" for outdoor dining and they're still being shut down so we've got to really take a birds-eye view at exactly what is happening here because I'm telling you 2021 and I would have said this when when I was advocating for President Trump to be reelected one of my main factors was that President Trump was who I trusted with the economy. I do not trust Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and all of these swampy Obama holdovers. I do not trust these people on the economy. They will destroy the economy. And there's a part of me that wonders if these people really do want the economy destroyed. If they really do want to take away people's autonomy and, and people's right and the the way that they are able to make their money. I wonder if. They really do want to take this away because this is the first stage of them instituting even more and more power to the federal government because these people are obsessed with power. These people don't want to keep you safe. These people don't want to give you control over your own life, over your own speech, over your own thoughts. They want to control it. And so when you have a a, a tyrant, this gilded tower, multi-billionaire, Bill Gates, saying, let them eat cake and go ahead and and lock down these restaurants and these bars. It is such a fundamental lack of compassion and concern and also identification with what it actually is to be a working class person in America. It's scary. And these are the kinds of people that you want last in line to have any sort of control over your life or your business, or anything else. Because that power and that control is what they really want. And they will claim that they are trying to keep you safe so that they can get that power and that control. Do not give it to them. Do not stop fighting these people. Because if we stop fighting these people, they will take over. And America will look a lot more different than it is right now. Thanks so much to my sponsors. Please support them. So we can bring the show to you for free. Visit my show page at. RobSmithIsProblematic.com And please tell your friends about the show. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so other people can learn what the show is about. We introduced to me, all of these problematic thoughts, and introduce to our community of problematics. Thanks to producer Stephen Calabria and researcher Aaron Kleekman and executive producers Debbie and Newt, part of the Gingrich 360 Network.
0: part of the Gingrich 360 Network.